As we continue to follow Jane and reverse engineer from what we know to be her endgame, we get an exclusive look at her journey to the payoff. What an exciting place to be, guys, because how often do you actually get an exclusive look and the benefit of an industry favorite's thoughts and personal process? Not Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today. Subscribe if a CEO mindset is something you want to obtain and you want to find the intersection where your work and life coexist. The sky is the limit when you're clear about your value, consistent in the way you share said value, and you're upfront and honest about who you are while sharing it. There are so many examples to follow and learn from. Let's get into today's, shall we? Before we look at her actual process though, there are a few things I thought we should consider first. Just a couple of things that I think are important as we like start to evaluate her journey and just kind of get into the actual space, right? The, the appropriate space. So first I want you to think about your mindset. After we looked at the epiphany moment, um, last week, where are you after that? Did you have your own epiphany? Did you, did you look at the epiphany you once had? Did you identify any areas where a change in a habit was necessary? Or maybe you identified a need to change the way you think about something or your reactions to certain things. Mindset is very important. Next, what about motivation? Have you thought about how you'll stay motivated? Now that you've had the epiphany moment, you understand what it actually could mean for your business. Do you have a way to stay motivated so that you can take this journey? And what about triggers? Did you consider or did you uncover some that could derail your progress? I mean, the epiphany moment was just that. It was an aha moment. It was a moment of acknowledgement, but now it's time to decide what you're going to do about it. And if you started a business or whatever it is that you planned for your goals, whatever your end game is, I think your mindset, your motivation, and this last one, milestones are very important to consider before we start the journey or as we begin the journey. But your milestones are just to remember the, to remember to acknowledge those short little wins, you know, don't try to go the full distance of achieving your goal without celebrating little wins along the way, because that is going to be so important to keep you motivated. You know, I've just found it very common to get so invested in the process of executing on your epiphany moment that you forget to actually set these milestones, these little short wins, and you forget to celebrate them when they happen. And trust and believe that they will be so much more um, beneficial to your journey when you have taken the time to set them and then celebrate them as you see them coming about. Now that I've covered that, we can take a look at Jane's experience and learn how she handled the journey following her epiphany moment. So <laughs> you're going to think this is kind of strange, but I used to be a cheerleader. Well, that's not strange, but I used to be a cheerleader. And as I was thinking about Jane's journey, it sort of made me think about this cheer we used to do in middle school. And it went, stop looking, listen, we are the mighty Trojans. Stop looking, listen. It was just so cute. And we had a little, you know, the stomping moves and the hand claps, all the things. Um, and the way Jane approached her journey made me think of that cheer. Um, 
it made me think about how I wanted to share it with you. Um, it's just funny how that came to mind. Anyway, after Jane's epiphany moment, she didn't run head first into solving problems and being a boss. She took a beat, you know, she stopped, you know, before she could solve the problems of her target audience, she first had to solve them for herself. So she stopped, looked and listened, you know, and so as we sort of dissect her journey, that's how I want to approach it. I want to approach it from what she stopped doing, what she looked at and how she listened. So stopped. She stopped allowing limiting beliefs to prevent her from doing something different to get a different result. Now, I'm going to park here for just a second because we talk about having baggage. Everybody, like when you have a new relationship, you know, everybody has baggage. Everybody has a dysfunctional family, all the things that we say in conversation. So we all have baggage. But Jane started to realize hers were preventing her from walking into her purpose. And so I'm wondering if that could be the same for you. Are you starting to notice once you've done the work from like, understanding your epiphany moment and sort of like this aha moment, have you come to the conclusion that your baggage is kind of what could possibly be holding you back? Well, she unpacked her bag and returned those negative tapes. And I mean, anything, limiting beliefs, all that, that others had recorded and put in her bag. She returned those to sender. And once she had her empty bag, she was able to repack it with her own truth. Now I talk about this. I don't know if you've ever heard me, but when I do, when I speak, I have a presentation. And in that presentation, I talk about typically when I'm talking to women, because we can relate to the idea of having a purse or a bag. And so I talk about the fact that we walk around with this ugly bag that does not match our look. It does not speak our message. And it's full of negative negativity and like limiting beliefs and, you know, imposter syndrome comments, um, low self-esteem thoughts. And I tell my girls when I'm talking to them in the speaking um, environment, and I just say, listen, it's time to unpack your bag, take every single thing out and look at it and determine who gave it to you. Was this a thought that you um, you initiated, or was this something that someone put in your head as a child, someone put in your head in the office on your way up the corporate ladder? Did a professor say something? If it is not yours and it is causing you to stumble, take it out of your bag and give it back to the person that gave it to you. And when your bag is empty, now you can really evaluate yourself and create your own personal framework. And that is your strengths, your limitations, your desires, and your non-negotiables. You can look at those things very intent intently and purposefully and put only the things back in your bag that are going to benefit you and help you. When you do that, I tell them Louis Vuitton has nothing on your bag. If you think a Chanel is um, an investment and a value piece, trust and believe when you have repacked your bag and you have the things in your bag that are true to you, that operate within your personal framework, you have nothing but appreciation of a bag, like that bag will appreciate and value over time, even more so than a Chanel or a Louis Vuitton. So anyway, Jane unpacked her bag and she returned those negative takes to the people that had given to them. And once she had her bag empty, she repacked it for her own truth. Now, once she did that, the load had been lifted and she felt lighter and had more room in her bag to add authenticity. 
So authenticity in her relationships, in her activities, in her corporate climb, in her entrepreneurial journey, in her self-love journey, whatever it was, she could add authenticity to it. And like I said, have her back appreciate over time. Jane stopped allowing someone else's entrepreneurial journey to order her steps. Now, this is real talk, y'all. Listen to this. Like, come closer to the microphone, to the speakers. Because watching someone else's success story will either trigger a competitive spirit in you or it'll trigger an inferiority complex. Instead of an attitude of interpretation, what happens, and this is why the inferiority complex comes along, is we sometimes feel we must imitate to achieve the same results. And we can't. This approach just doesn't work. It doesn't end well. You can expect a lot of imposter syndrome and frustration when you would take that approach because your approach to your entrepreneurial journey, your reasons, your epiphany moment are just that they're yours. And it's like a fingerprint. No one else has the same influence, the same experience, the same passion for the subject matter. Um, no one else has it. No one else has the same perspective on it as you. So you should not try to imitate anyone else because it's just not going to end well. You can interpret it based on those things I just mentioned, based on your influences and experiences and perspective and passion. For sure, you can take someone else's journey and you can say, oh, wow, I like the way they did that. I can apply that. I can leverage my personal brand, my personal framework and work on that same thing just as an interpretation, not an imitation. So Jane stopped doing that. She made the realization once she understood um, that no one else should have an item in her bag. She was able to start interpreting versus imitating. And then she stopped minimizing her own value. Once she constructed her personal framework and she started operating in her truth and operating from her custom bag, as I call it, she was able to stop minimizing her value. She accepted her uniqueness and she was able to create what I call circumstances for optimal success. So the definition of that, let me just give that to you now, means she was able to leverage her personal framework to improve her interactions with others, to minimize anxiety from doing something new, and to maximize her time and effort for any, let me repeat, for any set of circumstances. The truth is, your brand, like I said before, is as unique as a fingerprint. And Jane realized this and created a personal framework for herself. And that allowed her to scale her business as an effective, efficient, and aware leader. The next thing Jane did was she looked. Remember, she stopped, looked, and listened like the cheer. So she looked and along her journey, she took time to look at every single step and she documented what worked and what didn't. And this is going to come into play when you start working with your clients or with other people and in relationships. She looked at ways to improve herself and make herself a priority so she could give out of overflow. That is such an important point, giving out of overflow. When you give out of a deficit, it seems like you're always giving more than you should, more than your fair share. feels like you're working harder than everyone else. But it's not because you are all the time. It's because you are constantly trying to fill your own cup at the same time you're trying to fill the cup of others. So if you start working with people from the um, advantage of having a full cup yourself, you can now give out of overflow and not feel like you are overextending yourself. 
So Jane also looked closely at her inner circle and she made adjustments where necessary. This is, can be a hard one because we like our friends. We like hanging out with people. We like socialization, but sometimes you have to realize some of the friends are just for a season, not for a lifetime. And they were there to help you grow, not necessarily to be planted beside you to grow with you and stick around. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at your ability to improve yourself and like go through the process of creating your own personal framework with those strengths, limitations, desires, and non-negotiables, you're able to really tap into your value a lot easier and to operate within a space of strength because you're, you're operating within your personal framework. And sometimes when you do that, you will recognize that some of your, some of the people in your social circle just you know, we're there to help you identify areas for growth, not necessarily to stick around for the growth. Because if you really think about it, like how often have you grown in an area and realized that the people you hang around haven't quite gotten it yet and they start to kind of get on your nerves because they're not, they're not there or they're not, you know, very um, responsive or supportive um, if anything, they're possibly like giving you a bunch of flack for what it is you're trying to do in your growth area. Sometimes, like I said, those people were just there to help you identify an area for growth and they aren't there to go with you on that journey of growth. Therefore, they weren't planted beside you to grow with you. They were just there to help you grow. Now, Jane stopped. She looked. Lastly, Jane listened. She listened to her inner voice because now it was speaking her truth, not that of her former naysayers or others in her space. Because she was operating inside her personal framework, she was able to set boundaries for herself and others. And this helped her manage expectations all the way around, not just expectations of other people, but the expectations she had for herself. She was able to operate within that personal framework and make more realistic expectations on herself so that she didn't feel like she was not achieving what she needed to achieve. She wasn't being successful in areas she wanted to be successful in, or she was struggling in areas because she was working in her personal framework. It was so much easier for her to really listen to her inner voice, to her truth and make more discerning decisions in her life and her business, as well as manage expectations of other people. Like she could just, she could do that much more easier, much more easily. Jane listened to her customers. This is a big one because she's an entrepreneur. It's important for her to listen to them. And because she had this blue tent, blueprint of her own for, for her own hero's journey, Remember, she documented each step, so she knew what steps she took to solve her own problem. And because this business she has is a direct result of her solving her problem and recognizing the need for others to solve it for themselves, she now had this amazing blueprint that she could use to help her help other people. That is awesome. She could meet them where they were and make them feel like she heard them and make them feel like she could relate to their problems. Whether she went through it herself, whether it's a situation where your epiphany moment is out of a, of a solution that you found for yourself, or maybe like I said previously, it was you found a hole in an area that needed to be filled. When you walk through this journey, you can now identify some of the pitfalls, some of the struggles, some of the roadblocks that others in your space are having, your clients are having, and you'll be able to meet them at each of those main points of 
confusion and frustration and really talk them through and make them feel like you can relate because you've done your research, you've done your due diligence, or you solve the problem for yourself. So that's going to be a great reason for you to listen to your epiphany moment instead of like rushing out and trying to solve problems. Next, ultimately, Jane listened to her body. And she recognized that doing so would increase her stamina and her energy level. Her financial success meant it means nothing if she was too weak or too sick to enjoy it. So she learned what she needed to feel her best and continued to do those things, including creating a uniform. I don't know if you've watched my YouTube video on my B, um, the five C's to be you, um, but I talked about having a uniform. And this is also leveraging your personal brand and your personal framework because it helps you create a personal style. And you're able to use that personal style to communicate your message, make yourself feel good, feel better about things, um, feel more confident. So she was always looking good and feeling good about how she looked. And again, it gave her the confidence that she needed to communicate both verbally and non-verbally. So again, the journey after the epiphany moment is really about stopping and really considering. Then it's about looking and identifying these things, these areas that you can either um, minimize, you can improve, or you can adjust. And then you need to listen very intently to the things that are going to help you improve and grow Um And then you need to make those changes and start. That's exactly what Jane did. I think this is an amazing blueprint for us to follow so that we too can achieve our our payoff. And that's what we're going to talk about next week on the podcast. We're going to talk about the payoff. Um, We started this series with the end game and we're going to end it with the payoff. And so if you like this, please leave a comment in the comments below and tell me what your thoughts are on achieving your end game with um, leveraging your epiphany moment, taking the journey post epiphany, and then really reaching your payoff in the end. So I hope you join me next week. This has been such fun. Tell me how you like this style of podcast. Also, I've really been enjoying it. I feel like it's a little bit more relatable. um, And it kind of gives you that sort of whodunit feel, you know, like, I wonder how this is going to end or what she's going to do to achieve this. This is kind of what I want to hear. So hopefully that's the feeling you got. Give this video, give this podcast a review. Also, whatever platform you're listening to it on, leave a review, tell us how you feel about it and share it with someone that you think may need it. I really appreciate you for listening today. And if you are so inclined, please go over to Instagram and follow me there too at AF Patrick. And don't forget Andrea Patrick official is my YouTube channel. And uh, right now we're smack dab in the middle of a series, a collaboration called falling back in love with your business. Um, So if you are listening to this and want to learn more about that, head over to YouTube, type in Andrea Patrick official in the search and my channel will come up or you could just click on the link below. We'll add the playlist down there as well. Have a great week and don't forget to come back next week for the payoff. That does it for today's episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember, this is the place to be to find the intersection between your personal life and your business life so that they coexist. It's also where you learn how to consistently evolve and be open to the failures that happen, be open to the opportunities, be open to the opportunity for change. 
Make sure you are subscribed. Leave your comments below about today's episode if you have any questions, comments, concerns. I want to hear all about them and I want to hear how you are using what you hear to grow your business, live the life you love, and have that quality of life that we are all looking to achieve. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, AF Patrick. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. All the links that you need to continue following and being a part of the BU Boss Squad community is listed in the show notes, along with any other links that I think might be amazing for this particular podcast. Remember, we are on all the podcast uh, platforms. So if you have not already, find us and subscribe. See you again next week.